Welcome to the Proclaim Podcast, where we sit down with missionary disciples and talk all things around sharing Jesus with others. Our hosts are Brett Powell, Heather Kim, Jason Jensen, Eric Chow, and Amber Zolk. Principle of ministry to me is simple. It can't be any different than this. And if it is, we got to change our principles. And it comes from Jesus himself. I only do what I see the Father do. I only speak what I hear the Father speak. I don't do nothing on my own initiative. Think of that one. Mm-hmm. My teaching's not mine. It's from him who sent me. I didn't come to do my will. I came to do his. And then he sums it all up with this incredible phrase. I love it. I always do what pleases my Father. Mm-hmm. And that's, what, that's how our day should be. Lord, may I please you today. Mm-hmm. And show me what you're doing let me hear what you're saying, you know, but let me not be taking initiatives apart from mm. time with you, hearing from you, and being led by you. Mm. And I think every church, I, seriously, wherever they meet, that should be on the wall. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we, we function differently. We mm. come in, short minute prayer. This is most pastoral mm. parishes. Um, agenda. And we call it God's work. Mm. Anyway. It's funny you brought that up because that's exactly the scripture that I wanted to reflect and get you to, to think on. But the, um, what I hear you saying is that it's really a, it's prophetic listening, really. Yeah, for sure. It's listening to what the Father is saying, listening to what Jesus is saying, the Spirit is saying, and to do that, you know, and I mean, and you know that I'm in that sort of leadership space, and the church has done very well in incorporating the, the, the business approach to developing mission statements and value statements and all these kinds of things. But really, when it comes down to it, the strategy is, is what Jesus did. I say what the Father said, and I do what the Father's doing. But if we're not connected, if we're not in prayer, then how will we ever, you know, mm-hmm. do that? And one of the, I think it's a phrase that comes out of the catechism. I wanted to just share it with you, Vern, get you to speak to it, because I think it's part of it that we've kind of danced around, but I think we got to say it explicitly. Only when you recognize that you do not know how to pray are you ready to receive freely the gift of prayer. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there's a, there, this can't be an orphan approach. This can't be a striving approach. This is really, you know, we have to receive this gift. If you're white-knuckling prayer, you're doing it wrong. Jesus didn't white-knuckle prayer, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, so thoughts on that. And, yeah. and, and just to clarify, we're talking mm-hmm. about personal prayer, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's uh, praying the liturgy and like all of, like that's not what we're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want, I hope people have ears to hear. Like this is the the intimacy that we have with, with, with God. So with that... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure. Pope John Paul was asked once, how does the Holy Father pray? He says, the Holy Father prays as the Spirit permits him. And I think it's a constant turning hmm. to the Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me to pray. This is a, this is a constant. Because if we're, we're going through life, we'll be in different places, and we need help each time to know Jesus you're the intercessor. I want to join you in intercession. Okay, personal prayer, fine. I, 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 we can look at it as 
I have a prayer time. This is what I do in the prayer time. And I say, well, that's fine. I says, do you think your prayers are bringing people's the grace of salvation? Do you think your prayers are bringing healing to the church through the abuse crisis? Like, how expansive is your prayer? Mm -hmm. In fact, I think the longer we go on in this life, yeah, we we have a time of meeting with the Lord. You know, we have the things in place that we get. But he's moved you from this personal, self-focused area Mm -hmm. to now you're truly joining Jesus as an intercessor. I'll be honest, there's times I go to prayer and I don't know how am I, what, what's the thing here? I just turn to the Lord. I ask for help. Yeah. Jesus, fulfill your word that I'm going to hear your voice. I want to hear it. And Holy Spirit, help me. And just trust in the Father's love. Know that you're a beloved son. He's not holding anything from you. Mm-hmm. And just rest. In, like, relax. Rest. Be at peace that you're a son and um, see where it takes you. I mean, the sons and daughters, as people listening to this who mm. have got loved ones who don't practice, no longer believe, and all that. And my whole seminar basically was, in praying through for my own kids, was that um, it became the seminar of praying for the prodigals. And what I basically say to people, and I give them the manual that's free on the website, they can download it. And um, I took words, I took prayers from scripture, and it says, pray these words into their lives. Mm. Because when you pray the word of God, this is praying prophetically in a sense. Mm. You're praying the word of God into people's lives or circumstances. The ministry of angels is is, is released to bring that word to pass in their lives. And as we pray, we hear the word which gives us, increases our faith. When we see the words that we're praying are words that, were, that came from God himself, it increases our hope in Christ. Hmm. And then God's peace will come and guard our hearts and minds in Christ. I mean, our son was so far from the Lord. But after praying through this, and, fa- and fasting was, is a key. Fasting is like, if you're serious about conversion, you need to start fasting. Hmm. And I don't know what your age is or where you're at, but you can start, you know, depriving or sacrificing some things to add it to your fasting because some prayers won't get answered without it. Mm. And so um, that's what I I would basically um, encourage people to do. Like, if you're a parent, you have the sacred trust to pray these loved ones back to God mm. and into his presence and the thing is Brett mentioned the, the power of the heart you remember this you remember the um, the um, friends of the paralytic mm-hmm. they bring they bring the friend to Jesus they lay him down in front of Jesus and it says this Jesus seeing their faith mm-hmm. so when you go to church on Sunday if you go and you're there by yourself that's not that's physical mm. but spiritually you're there with everybody on your heart that you care i got 10 people right now six women four men praying they have cancer and when i'm at mass i, I bring their names to the lord mm. and i bring my own kids and their spouses and grandkids and all that and every time i'm just putting them there and i'm asking him so he sees our faith on behalf of somebody who maybe doesn't have faith mm-hmm. that paralytic doesn't say anything 
And Jesus, first he forgives them, then he heals them. So when you bring them in the power of your heart to Mass, you put them up there, you know, and, and let them do what he's going to do. David says this to the Lord. He says, and get the promises that God has for parents, you know, which are numerous. He says, God, do what you have promised you will do. I'll tell you this story with my dad, an avowed atheist. And um, one of my evangelization stories would be, I'd try to convert him every time mm. we see him. Christmas and Easter, or Christmas and summer, he'd come out to Vancouver from Toronto. And it was just arguments. I mean, I, I, mm. we had no training. I'd been converted, but nobody told me how to share. Mm. And then one time before he comes... I'm praying. I says, Holy Spirit, this is, this is not right. I says, seriously. I says, what do I do? And this is what I heard. Pray, watch, listen. So he came and I just acted like, mm-hmm. and I didn't talk about religion, nothing. And I'm sitting one night, I sense the Spirit say, ask him what it was like growing up. And I had bits and pieces of that story over the years. And so he, I said, Dad, what was it like growing up? So his father leaves when he's six years old, never sees or hears from him again. Mm. He's delivering papers to the Presbyterian pastor. Guy comes to the door. He's drunk. He says, right then, I, every time I went to church on Sunday, that's all I could see. Mm. 17, lies about his age, goes off to war. He's there for six years. Mm. And he's talking about it. And he says, and then we were over there in Europe. And then we would go through these villages. Mm. Then his voice trills and he says, and the things that we did in those villages. Mm. And he was like a man's man, like he was no wimp. And he starts to cry. And then he's sobbing. And so I go over Mm. and I sit right next to where he is. I says, Dad, Jesus is right here in the living room. Mm to forgive you for what you did in those villages. Nobody could forgive us for what we did. I says, no, Dad, that's why he came. Mm. He came to forgive you. Seriously, Dad, he did. And I says, look, Dad, what if I pray for the Lord to help you, to have faith, and to say you're sorry? Could you join me in that prayer? Okay, he says, I'll, I'll, I'll try. So I prayed and he prayed. And that night, he was, Jesus did what he does. Mm. Took the sin, the shame, the guilt, the anger. I mean, that told me so much about what I saw in his life. Because when they came back from the Second World War, man, there was nothing. It was only the Vietnam War they started to know about post-traumatic stress mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But the Second World War, they were damaged goods. And my dad mm-hmm. was damaged goods. And so I phoned him the next day. Was, this was late. And um, how are you doing? Oh, I just feel like this whole weight's gone. Mm-hmm. From that point on, I could, he'd ask me, how are you doing? I talked to him about the Lord. He died suddenly. We knew he would. He had a heart condition for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got the phone call at work. I'd just gone into work. Guy converted a long-distance call. And um, I picked up some my mom, and she says, dad, Vernon, your dad's passed away. Anyway, I went home. We'd, had, we'd been visiting this guy in prison, um, and he was coming to stay with us in parole. 
And so I went home. He's there, and I says, I got to go. So I drove down to Deep Cove. I lived in North Van. And I sat there with my boss. He says, Lord, I'm not leaving till you talk to me. Mm. And he gave me a scripture from 11, like, the Lord is my... my um, the Lord is my salvation, and I wish I had it with me. But it was like my father was talking to me through that scripture. Wow. Mm. See, you got to get serious, mm. like serious. You want to hear from God? He's talking, man. Like Father Bob Bedard said, if an alien landed in this planet and picked up the Bible and read it, well, one thing he'd say is, God sure speaks to these people. Mm. <laughs> but are you serious? Are you going to get emotionally involved? Are you, going, are you willing to do whatever it is to you hear what you need to hear? And so that to me is just, and I think he gave me my father and my son, whose story is just, you know, something else, and see what he did in their lives so that when I go out and speak, I'm speaking about real people, real life situations. This is what happened. It's not something I read in a book, hmm. you know. Gold. We get them. We're gonna move on. Yeah, wrap it up with the failure story of evangelization. And okay, well, I mean, when I got converted, I was anybody I met, I give my testimony. I just talked about Jesus, and mm. you know, really believing I could convert them. Mm. I mean, I worked at Safeway, and guys would flow into the store for a deal. So I said, "Are you the praise the Lord guy?" <laughs> but you know, the thing is, and then one day I was sitting in a restaurant saying, gee, Lord, you know, I, I'm sharing this with everybody. He says, you'll never see the fruit in this place. And that was my first conviction of, okay. And so to me, the failure thing is really like thinking that you can do something only the Spirit can do. And you're just a signpost. You might be the first one. You might be the last one. Or you might be the 500th one, but you're a signpost. I think when it comes to evangelization, you really, really have to be convinced this is a work of the Holy Spirit. And you really have to be loving, really care for people. For me, it wouldn't be, a, I was caring more about telling them, like you're supposed to, like we've got to tell them this. And no, it's not that. It, see, faith only works through one way. I'm going to say this again to you who are listening. Faith only works one way. And if you don't know how it works, you'll be making a lot of mistakes. Faith only works through love. That's it. Read 1 Corinthians. You can work miracles. You can, you know, faith. To, if you don't have love, so what? So to me, it was just the failures were basically that I was just constantly going out there, putting this out, putting it out. And um, nothing. And then when I start to hear, you know, it's, it's the Lord that does it. And how can I get in line with that? It's, it's back to the same thing. What's the Lord saying? What's he doing? Yeah. Invest in that, listen to that, and go and do it. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if that fits really is a failure thing, but. I think it's great. Yeah, it fits very well. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, the movement's going to be asking people to engage in ministry of evangelization, and many haven't before. Mm -hmm. But this word really just takes the pressure off. Like, you're cooperating. Yeah. You're not the principal agent here. No, no. The Holy Spirit is, yeah. you know, and just you're go You're not the Savior. That. 
No, you're not, you're not the, the savior. You're not the spirit. Like you're, you're cooperating. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, and, and just the, you know, we, and we've talked about this in the past and be a recurring theme. Many things we do in life will fail, but what we do in love will not fail because love does not fail. That's mm-hmm. right. And that's the promise. Yeah. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe, share with a friend or leave a review. We'd love to hear what you think.